Yo, what up everybody? This is Mark from Suicide Silence. Brian Fair from Shadows Fall. Gary Hall from Exodus and recently retired from Slayer. And Chris from Bad Wolves. It's Joe from Briar Rose. Tyler Burgess here and I'll- Hey, this is Charlie with Anthrax. I just want to give a shout out to Pedalton Metal Radio Podcast. Uh, the thing about it is, you know, your rock news, your metal news, uh, unsigned band, uh, with new episodes dropping every Sunday, make sure you tune in. Keep rocking with Pedal to the Metal. Check it out now, you motherfuckers! Alright, welcome everybody to another exciting edition of Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. I'm your host, your main man, Eddie Monster here. And we have a great, great show for you guys planned out today. We have something special because it's the 25th episode and the last time we did something special was on the 20th episode so we have another interview for you guys today and this is a classic interview from back in my pedal to the metal days uh when i was at wbim in bridgewater uh, which was a part of bridgewater state university uh there i was able to interview all sorts of kind of bands i I remember i interviewed striper i interviewed um dk Ravel, who was at the time was the singer it was the second singer to Jet Boy. Had to get that out there. Uh, I remember interviewing Robert Mason, who at the time was in Warrant. And the band that I am presenting to you guys today as well. I was super excited at the time. I couldn't friggin' believe at the time that I landed Steven Adler of Guns N' Roses. Uh, Guns N' Roses, legendary band that I was absolutely obsessed with as a kid. I'll never forget the first time I saw the music video to Welcome to the Jungle. I was five years old, and I remember just flipping through. And I loved music, right, because my brothers are all older than me, and I was listening to Motley Crue and all that kind of stuff. So I remember putting it on Headbangers Ball, and it was 1987. And I just remember, man, freaking Welcome to the Jungle was like, these guys are fucking crazy. That's all I kept thinking in my head. So anyways, I've got that interview coming up, and it was actually an interview with Steven Adler and the members of the band Adler when uh, they were releasing that record. So that'll be fun. I want to present it to you guys here on this podcast. I'm still working on getting new interviews. Uh, I want to get my buddy Joe from Briar Rose. I want to get him on the show, but he's going through some difficult times in his life. Um, So hopefully soon we'll have Joe on the show and I can interview him. Uh, Joe's a great guy. He's a man of all skills and talents, and we'll definitely be talking about all that stuff when he comes on. Uh, But yeah, like I said, so we've got that interview for you guys today because it's the 25th episode of Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. We've got some news for you guys. We're going to do quick, quick tidbits of news before we get into the interview. We also have the unsigned band of the week this week. We'll be doing that. And many, many more. So let's get into it. But right now we have to do the social media side of things. We got to do our business. If you want to follow the show, you can do so by going to facebook.com forward slash Eddie's Pedal to the Metal Radio Show. Again, that's Eddie's Pedal to the Metal Radio Show. And Eddie is spelled E-D-D-I-E. Remember that. Uh, You can also follow me on Twitter. It's twitter.com forward slash Eddie Monster 82. Uh, you can go to Instagram, go to Instagram.com forward slash pedal to the metal radio. Um, 
Actually, that's Pedal to the Metal Radio Show. Instagram.com forward slash Pedal to the Metal Radio Show. You think I would remember this by now since we're doing this for the 25th episode. Uh, the other link that you should know is Pedal to the Metal Radio Show.blogspot.com. That is a very important site because that site is going to have all the links and all the ways that you can tune into the show, whether it be Apple, um, Spotify, you know, whatever it may be, Google, whatever it is you go and get your podcast fixed on, that's where it'll be. I'll have all the links for you every week. Plus, we'll have links to special articles that that I talk about on the show and maybe links to the music that's attached to it. You can also find those there. All right. So it is time to get into some news. So let's kick it off. And first, I want to uh, talk about this one because I think this is pretty awesome. Uh, we all know Riley Gale passed away from Power Trip. And to honor him, a library in Dallas has now been named after him. I think that is pretty freaking cool if you ask me. Uh, so the Riley Gale Library, which was opened by Jeff and Vanessa Reynolds at the Dallas Hope Center, uh, they say, to honor our friend Riley, we wanted to contribute to a cause that he was passionate about. Dallas Hope Charities was an important organization to Riley. Dallas Hope Charities provides care for those in need throughout the Dallas community. By collaborating and hosting several programs, Dallas Hope Charities provides food, shelter, and services that instill dignity, stability, and hope for all. The Dallas Hope Center is the city's only LGBTQ-focused homeless youth transitional living center and extension program. By helping provide inclusive spaces for at-risk homeless LGBTQ youth 18 to 24, the Dallas Hope Center hopes to change the lives of those who have experienced high rates of conduct disorder, post-traumatic stress, and suicidal behavior. Our goal is to provide the Dallas Hope Center residents a full library by December 2020, a place that each resident can go to to access a variety of books, request books that they are interested in, that we will provide and socialize with one another. Riley Gale shared his love of reading with many of his friends, which is what led to the development of the Riley Gale Memorial Library. Please consider providing donations to us so that we can reach our goal of this library being ready before December 2020. Please consider donating gently used or new books to fill our library. We plan to give residents the ability to request specific books as they wish, and we will post those requests throughout our social media pages for anyone wanting to contribute. So there you go. So the library apparently has already gotten 100 donated books, 40 new books, and they got shelves and seating. Um, so I'm going to provide the link because you can learn more about it and you can figure out how to donate to the Dallas Hope Center. So I will be providing that link for all you guys if you are interested in doing it. It's a great cause. And Riley was a great, great human being, and you can see it right there, man. Great, great cause. So that is some cool news. Um, and other cool news, Motorhead beer is finally going to be available in the United States. That's right. They're teaming up with Ale Asylum, and they're going to be releasing Road Crew, which is an American ale, American pale ale, I should say. So I will definitely keep you guys posted on that. Uh, Phil Campbell commented saying, I'm delighted that the U.S. now gets to have Road Crew beer in their homes regularly and that our American-based fans can savor this world-class rock and roll beer. It's as loud and tasty as Motorhead. I'm definitely looking 
forward to that. Maybe we'll do a um, a YouTube, not really unboxing, but maybe a pedal to the metal uh, taste testing, where we will taste test Road Crew beer. Uh, look forward. I look forward to that. Hopefully, I can get it in Massachusetts. Sometimes, you know, we can't always get everything that comes from Columbus, Ohio, or wherever it may be coming from. So hopefully, I'll get to do that. Um, another great cause. So we all know that music has been canceled in 2020, right? There's no live shows. I mean, music's coming out, and a lot of great music's coming out. The Deftones' new record, Ohms, is finally out. Devil Driver's new record is finally out. That's amazing. Uh, there's so much amazing, amazing music that's being thrown in our faces right now. But the problem is there's no touring. And that is a huge bummer for anybody. Uh, so I wish I could pronounce this name, some of these names. But there's a compilation that is being put out. It's called Maywood Mayhem Volume 11. So basically the Maywood, uh, which is a North Carolina venue, have banded together. Uh, with bands to release a amazing compilation, as I said, titled May- Maywood Mayhem Volume 11. Now, the compilation exists only to help raise funds to keep the Maywood open. Now, the Maywood, like you know, like many other venues, has been closed for months thanks to that fucking COVID-19, right? So it's a huge, huge bummer. And the compilation features... Uh, North Carolina metal bands like Old School, Death Metalers, Eldritch Horror, Power Metal favorites like Mega Colossus, Lightning Born, uh, which also features Mike Dean, you may remember from Corrosion and Conformity, um, and the acclaimed black metal band, black metal unit, uh, Moonock, I believe is how, I, if I'm butchering that, I apologize. But I'll be providing the link where you can listen to it and also where you can grab your own copy. It's a great cause. Support venues. I wish all the major venues across the country that have been open for years and years and years and have been places where metal bands and rock bands can go and play. I wish a lot more bands would be doing this for their venues because we need to keep the venues open. You know what I mean? Like what's going to happen in 2021 when a lot of hopefully – Hopefully, a lot of bands start coming back. Where are they going to be able to play? You know, I want to. I want to be able to see metal bands. So think about it. I'll be providing the link on the podcast uh, page, blog page, and there you'll be able to donate if you want to, just by grabbing a copy. It's a good cause. Maybe this will be some great bands that you can discover that maybe you didn't know before. Uh, so we all know that a lot of bands have been releasing music, but there's a lot of bands that are writing new music. Uh, Metallica is one of them. Uh, and James Hetfield talks a great article about how they've been taking precautions. Um, but again, Metallica is writing new music. Iron Maiden has been working together a little bit in the studio. So that's some exciting news, right? Um, and we heard that from Nico McBrain, who's the drummer of Iron Maiden and from Bruce Dickinson via the YouTube channel. So there you go. And he says, we've all had a bit of a tour of time. Everybody in the whole world, Maiden included, we want to be out on tour. Of course, everybody does. Uh, a lot of things haven't happened this year that's blindly obvious. And it's very, very frustrating. However, we do have plans in the meantime. Uh, what we are doing, well, we're doing bits of writing. I'm talking to Steve. We've been working together a little bit in the studio on what I can't tell you because they'd have to kill me. So I look forward to it. 
new Iron Maiden, why not? Uh, in other news, Whitechapel unveils that they have a producer for their new album, and I'm excited. The Valley was a fucking amazing record, probably one of my favorites. Uh, and they're going to be working with Mark Lewis, who you may have known because he's worked with the Black Dahlia Murder, uh, Fallujah, and Arsis. So look forward to that. I cannot wait. And as soon as I get any updates, like when the album will be released, I will obviously let all of you guys know. I love Whitechapel. I look forward to that. Uh, and in other news, Jungle Rot is also writing a new album. So look forward to that. Wisconsin-based death metal, stalwarts, Jungle Work, Jungle Rot. I'm having trouble talking today. But they're uh, they're taking the time during the pandemic. They're writing a new album. So look forward to that. And as soon as I get more news on that, I'll definitely let you guys know. And finally, ACDC offered their first tease of the track Shot in the Dark. And let me tell you, if you love classic ACDC, you're going to fucking love this song, Shot in the Dark. I heard 30 seconds of it. And I'm already excited for Power Up, which features Phil Rudd and the whole entire gang, minus Malcolm, obviously. Uh, unfortunately, we all know. Uh, but apparently, you know, the album features riffs that Malcolm had done. So I look forward to having Brian Johnson, Phil Rudd, Cliff Williams, Angus, and Stevie Young releasing this album, Power Up. I look forward to it. And I'll provide, obviously, I'll be providing the link to that on the podcast page as well. So I look forward to that. And that is your tidbit news, man. I love it, right? So now it is time to get into this week's Unsigned Band of the Week. But before we do that, let's hear a word from our sponsors. All right, welcome back, everybody. We've got some mile-high metalcore for this week's Unsigned Band of the Week, courtesy of the band Lungburn. And these guys are badass. You definitely need to check them out, and you can do so by going to www.facebook.com forward slash lungburn official. I don't know why I did the www. I think that's automatically assumed, right? Well, anyways, this band is badass. You can check them out. They're on Spotify. They're on Apple Music. They're also on YouTube. They're anywhere you can listen to music. And we've got a special track for you guys this week. This single was released back in August. They've got a brand new one they're going to be announcing on October 20th. So you're definitely going to want to check out their facebook page again facebook.com forward slash lung burn official to find out what that single is but for now we are going to check out the single grays which features jeremy schaefer of earth groans and jordan taylor of hated this song is absolutely badass and i am happy to present it to you guys right now here on pedal to the metal radio the podcast Identified objects were confirmed to have entered. 
That was Longburn Official. That was Gray's. Check them out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Longburn Official. Check them out on Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube as well. So now it is time to get into the special part of the episode. That's right. It is time for the interview. So back in the day, Steven Adler in 2012 uh, released uh, an album under his namesake, Adler. And the album was pretty badass. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. And it featured uh, Lonnie Paul on guitar, uh, Steven Adler on drums, obviously, Johnny Martin from L.A. Guns on bass, and Jacob Button on lead vocals and guitar as well. Um, and it featured some great appearances. Jeff Pilson of Dawkins doing bass on most of all the tracks, uh, Slash doing lead guitar on Just Don't Ask, John Five doing lead guitar on Good To Be Bad, and Michael Lord doing piano on Waterfall. So it, it was a great release. And I was lucky enough at the time um, to be able to do this interview with Steven Adler. And it was like one of those interviews that I shot for. And I was like, I know I'm going to get turned down. At least that's how I felt in my head. Because I'm like, all right, I'm a college student. They're really not going to be looking for me to do interviews. But sure enough... I got it, and it was actually one of the most fun interviews I ever did because it was just sort of so all over the place, and Steven is is definitely, he is everything and anything you would, you would think. He is that 
charismatic to me in a way. There's something about Steven Adler that just is amazing, and I loved, um, and I loved talking to him. That was that was a fun interview. Um, you know, he just he just he is who he is when you see him on television. That is Steven Adler, like whether it's on the phone or on television or maybe even in person. You know, that's Steven Adler. So I got to interview him, and it's been sitting on the YouTube page for a while. Uh, but I wanted to bring it to the podcast. So obviously, you're going to be hearing me say, Welcome to Pedal to the Metal on WBIM, you know, whatever this is, you know, whatever, whatever. Uh, but I'm putting it on the podcast. And when I put it on the podcast, I'll be taking it off of the YouTube page so that it lives on the podcast forever. And I wanted to present it to you guys. This is the 25th episode. And, you know, let's check out some of the interviews. Some of them interviews may be a little cringeworthy, in my opinion, because I'm such a critic of myself. And at the time, these were just, you know, I was still starting out, you know, so I was still like a little nervous talking to some of these bands. These are guys that you idolized, right? I mean, who didn't want to be, you know, a member of GNR? I mean, I guess maybe I was the only one. Um, But I definitely enjoyed it and proud to present it because it is part of my work. And you've got to be proud of your work. So here it is. Let's get into the interview with Adler. Welcome back, everybody, to Pedal to the Metal on WBIM. I have some very special guests on the phone right now. I have Jacob Button, Lonnie Paul, and the legend Steven Adler of the band Adler. What's going on, guys? What's going on, brother? How are you? Not bad. Obviously, you can tell we're on three different phones talking to you. Yeah, I know, right? Direct, direct a question. <laughs> yeah, definitely. How are you? Thank you so much for some of you, you know, giving us your time. We really appreciate it. Oh, no problem at all. Um, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, first first things first, man. I'm on your station website right now, and you guys have some uh, some really hot jocks. Yeah, there's a, there's a there's a girl named Melinda. She's hot. Yeah, she is pretty hot. Oh, believe yeah. me, I like Janine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'll, I'll have to right. tell her that. She she might be impressed. <laughs> well, we might have to tell her that ourselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, what right. city are you in? What's, I'm in Mass. Massachusetts. Yep, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yeah. yeah we'll be ah, that's right, or as I like to call it, the rock and roll city, the true rock and roll city. Yeah, so Cleveland, so Cleveland isn't the rock and roll city anymore, huh? No, no, no. I'm telling you, man, Boston has a lot of love for you guys. Yes, it does. Uh, I for know. rock and roll. Good Cleveland, Cleveland doesn't have pedal to the metal, so. Exactly. And they don't have a lot of rock and roll. Like, I mean, think about it. How many bands aren't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? That's true. You know what I mean? Well, you know what? Speaking of Rock and Roll fans, you know, I just want to say it is an honor to be, you know, getting inducted into this, but I'm I'm dedicating my award to all the bands that should be in there. You know, like Kiss and UFO and Journey. Is Aerosmith even in there? I have. I don't even, I don't know if Aerosmith is in there, but I mean. See, if it wasn't for those bands, there would never be a GNR. I know, right? I mean, I mean, I'm honored. I'm honored being a part of it, but I'm, I'm, I dedicate my award to those bands. I mean, yeah, especially Kiss. Yeah, I Kiss. Mean, especially with... Kiss. I mean, God, Kiss was such a big influence on me. Yeah, on definitely. everybody. I th- yeah, on I everybody. S- yeah, even like even yeah, heavy Nazareth. metal bands. I mean, Nazareth. Yeah, Nazareth the Dawn, should be in Dawn's there. Even in there. 
Yeah, I think the Stones are in. <laughs> yeah. And, you know. But, I mean, like, bands like Foghat, Nazareth, they're not in. Yeah, see, they should be in there. Those are bands. If it wasn't for those bands, there'd be no DNR. Yeah, definitely. I mean, think about it. I mean, it, how long did it take them to induct Alice Cooper into the Hall of Fame? Jesus Christ. And he's been around since the 60s. Yeah. I mean, the guy's he's a legend. He's been around since the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get to some questions. Um, first off, I know you guys, uh, are you guys still working on the album? Is it finished? It'll be well, finished next week. The drums... The drums that I, I can say are finished. Okay. I haven't been finished with a record in 25 years. This is like <laughs> so exciting. Yeah, definitely. And and and, and 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 I love everything we've done. One song rocks harder than the next song. And um, I think really, as far as I feel in my heart and soul, this is gonna be the next the next appetite for destruction. Wow. I mean, I mean, for one, the world needs a new rock and roll band, and we are just the guys to be that rock and roll band. You know what? I have to agree with you, because I think there's too much crap in 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 the world right now, and there's not enough great rock and roll. And I and I'm hoping that you guys bring back, you know, rock and roll to where it needs to be. Oh, we're bringing it. We're bringing it. Bringing it hard. Definitely. Hard and heavy. All right. Absolutely. Um, and as of Tuesday, we will be finished with the record. Like it's, uh, it's almost are those completed. my dogs barking? Those yeah. are your dogs. Are those my dogs? <laughs> uh, see, they wanted to get in on the interview. You know what I mean? That's right. Um, of course they did. <laughs> All right. One, went, of, one of the questions I wanted to ask was, how would you describe, like, if for somebody today that's not that's coming up and maybe they're discovering rock and roll for the first time, how would you describe Adler to somebody that's... Well, if, if, if somebody's just discovering rock and roll for the first time in 2012, God bless them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they discovered it years ago. Well, you know what? I, I, I describe Adler as... A passionate, hard rock and roll band. Okay. And believes in what we're doing. All right. And loves what we do. Nice. All right. Yeah, I mean, every, everybody in this band, everybody in this band are true music fans, and we love all, uh, you know, genres of music and all aspects of music. And uh, Stephen especially has such an appreciation for music. Every time you get in his car, you never know if it's going to be Queen, you know, the, the second Queen record, or if it's going to be a Boston record, or if it's going to be something, you know, like, like the Foo Fighters. You just never know, because he's definitely got an appreciation for uh, for for all music, um, as does me and Lonnie. So it really comes out, you know, in the music that we create, just straight ahead, passionate rock music. Like he said, that is the best description of Adler. All right, cool. And you know, it, 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 having, you know, I got all the work, you know, and it's been a lot of work. You know, last ten years I did this Adler's Appetite thing, and we, I played every village that you can imagine around the world. Okay, not city, village. Yeah. So, you know, I paid my dues. I worked, we worked really hard. And to be able to get, have Jacob and, and Lonnie Paul, I'm very good 
with 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 judgment of character, and 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 within a minute of meeting each one of these guys, I just knew they were the guys. They're superstars. I mean, like I said, I worked with the Adler guys, the, the or the the Adler's Appetite guys for ten years, and it just wasn't happening. And as soon as I got rid of them. And, and made a new circle with Jacob and, 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 and Lonnie, everything just came together. I mean, we put it this way, we did the Adler's Appetite, did our last show, New Year's Eve, and January 2nd, Adler was in the studio recording a record. And now, it, it, what, what's it, can't refer to March? March, yeah. we have a record done. Wow. A, I mean, in, within 10 years of the Adler's Appetite, I did. I was only able to record three original songs, and it cost me like $27,000. Holy crap. I got these guys, everything just came together, and I haven't paid a dime. And it's been ho, 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 it's magic ever since I met these guys. Wow, okay. God, uh, we we definitely have God's favor going for us right now. And the stars are definitely aligned. It, it, it feels, that it's the excitement that I had and I felt, you know, 25 years ago when when I did that, or, or we did Guns N' Roses. Yep. It was, it was just an excitement and a, a, a knowing, knowing, 111% and not doubting anything that this is going to be it. This is it. It's magic. We have God's favor. The stars are aligned. And and we have to get along with each other. Yeah. yeah. Like Gene, I used to 25 years ago. Yeah. Well, when you mentioned when you mentioned Stephen that you paid your dues, I have to be honest with you. With Appetite for Destruction, I felt you paid your dues. With that you record, you know what? I really we we with with GNR, we we barely. I, I mean, we barely played any shows. Like I was saying, we played in the last ten years. I played every village, village, yeah, around the world. But with with GNR, it happened really quick. I mean, okay. we maybe played like fifteen, you know, clubs. And, and like, like like college parties, maybe like fifteen before we got signed. So it was really it was like really back ass backwards. Instead of paying your dues and working your way up to it, it's like we were together just a short time, but it was so magical. It just worked. Yeah. And to do that, but with these guys, I paid my dues. I like I said, I played I I would play shows for for ten people. Okay, yeah, <laughs> for ten yeah. people and ten thousand people back in the day it was really, really happened quick. But this thing was really had to pay my dues and work my ass off to get there. Yeah, and yeah. let me tell you one thing: like Bon Scott says, if you think it's easy doing one night stands, <laughs> try doing it in a rock and roll band. Yeah, that is true words. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Yeah, no kidding. That's it. Man, all right. Well, you guys worked with uh, Jeff Pilson of Dawkin and Jay Rustin. They're producing the album. What was it like to work with those guys? Amazing. Well, for starters, for starters, 
I I mean, the second that that Lonnie told me, because Lonnie, I guess, went out to dinner with, with Jeff Tilson or, or had a party at his house with Jeff Tilson. So when he told me Jeff wanted to get involved in it, I couldn't have been more excited. But when it came for him playing bass on the record, I wasn't sure because with the Dawkins, yeah, you know, with the Dawkins songs, he really doesn't do anything magical. So I, I actually wondered if he could actually really play bass. And then we got into the studio, and he started playing bass. He's going to be on the cover of a bass player magazine this this year. Okay. Because okay, he is incredible. I mean, he's. I I like the kind of bass player I like is like like that guy from Saturday Night Live back in the Donald Duck. Something. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I like I like a bass player who could take their bass for a walk. Yeah. And I didn't think at first Jeff could do it, but he totally surprised me. And he is a motherfucker. Oh, can I say that? Yeah, that's fine. He is a mother effer on the bass. I mean, it, 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 it was just so exciting. I have such great memory. I mean, doing Appetite, like, it happened in six days. Yeah. Six days we recorded Appetite. It was just everything happened so fast where it was, I really didn't have any time to have that any time really to have memories yeah from that but doing this record I have such great memories I mean we would be working one night and then we'd come home and and Lonnie and Jacob both told me the same thing that we each other we come home and then the next day we go I couldn't even sleep last night I was just so excited I couldn't wait to go back into the studio again today that I couldn't even sleep yeah and yep. it's exciting. I mean, it was just so much fun. And yeah, it was just exciting. Make- it was so magical. Okay. Jeff really makes everybody feel comfortable. He's an incredible producer. All right. Yeah, Jeff is an incredible producer, and, and even more so, he uh, he makes the strongest, we call it Jeff Filson four-minute coffee. That's the real reason we couldn't <laughs> no, sleep. Had nothing to do with excitement. <laughs> Had nothing to do with the music while we couldn't sleep. It was just it was the Jeff Filson four-minute coffee. <laughs> <laughs> he wires up too much. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's a seven-second grind coffee. <laughs> That's right. You get, you get seven seconds of gr- of a good grind, and then you get an apology and cancer. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, I was reading the other day that you guys uh, got to work with Slash and John Five, and two of my favorite guitarists on the planet. Um, what was the, what was the experience like? Obviously. Steven, you've worked with one one other time with Slash. What was it like to get him on your record? Well, it, it was it was uh, just exciting and and and, and wonderful. It just it, it felt so good because Slash, if he didn't believe in what I was doing, he wouldn't do it. And, okay. and he he's not the kind of guy who just goes out and and plays with anybody. And I wanted him to play, like, I had those three three or four singles I did with the Avenue Appetite thing. I wanted him to come down and do that, too. But he, and I wasn't in the right frame of, of, of mind. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's just not going to do it just for anything. So yeah. having him come down and do it, 
just made me feel so great because now I'm doing the right thing and he's believing in me. If he didn't believe in me, he wouldn't do it. And it, it, it just, all I can say is it feels so good. Yeah. And, and the cool thing about the love, to have their yeah. love and their, and, and their blessings. And the cool thing about they wouldn't do it. And the cool thing about when Slash walked into the studio, it was absolutely magical because you could feel the genuine love that these two have had, you know, and still have for each other over their whole lives. You could feel that, you know, two best friends coming together that grew up with each other, and um, it was it was definitely a goosebump moment in the studio. Um, just just that. Like I said, you could just feel the energy. You could feel the love between those two. Yeah, definitely. And John, John Five came in, and uh, literally the first solo, like the, the first note that he played, we said, that's great. You can go home if you want, but if you want to, you know, <laughs> you want to stick around, that's fine, but you nailed this thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how hard it, like, yeah, I mean, that the, seems like John a... John Five, well, we, we got, like, 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 we got Slash, who was the guitar hero, and, and John Five, who was, like, a guitar god. Yeah. And it, 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 like I said earlier, it was just, you know, for them, they wouldn't work with us if they didn't believe in what we were doing. Yeah. Do you guys, um, so cool. I mean, no, like, go ahead. All right. Well, I was going to say, I mean, I know that Slash and John Five are on the record. Are there any other surprises, maybe? Like surprise appearances? Every song is a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. As far as guests go, no, there's no other guests on the record. There's um, us three on the phone. There's Jeff Wilson. Unless we had Steven Tyler, who else do we need? Yeah, right. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but we have Jacob Button. We didn't need Steven Tyler. Definitely. <laughs> All right, well, this next question is actually for you, Jacob. Jacob is the next Steven Tyler. All right. Uh, Jacob, this next one's for you. Uh, you were in Linham. All right. What are some of the differences you've noticed, you know, through the recording processes you had with them as compared to Adler? As far as the recording process goes in Lineham, it was very, the way that we would record drums, we would record drums one drum at a time. Like in the studio, we'd do the old Mutt Lang approach where the drummer would go in the studio and just hit the kick drum, the snare drum, and the toms like you'd play along to the songs but there would be no cymbals and then we'd go back after the fact and record cymbals then we'd go in and record like one note at a time on guitar and it was very uh very mechanical on a couple of the records um for the particular oh, sound that we were crazy. going for <laughs> yeah. but it was, it, was, <laughs> it, it was the particular sound that we were going for this big huge you know arena rock sound with the recording process with Adler was more has been more about you know capturing a live rock and roll band a live rock and roll feel and um, you know there's there's if there's a mistake on the record like if if I sing just slightly out of tune on something we're not going to fix it if something just slightly rushes or a note's kind of weird or whatever we leave it because those are some of the elements those little mistakes are, are the elements that make those you know old Led Zeppelin records great that's what makes Appetite well, for Destruction great it, it, it makes the it makes the songs real yeah it makes the songs like, real just like on Appetite just like on Appetite for Destruction I could point out all kinds of those spots where there were like little little mistakes and where it wasn't perfect but that's what made it great it was mm -hmm. real 
right. yeah but the uh it was but, but, real but those are the main differences in the uh in the recording process you know we're, we've gone into the adler recording you know as a band playing as a band just just you know belting it out doing a, a, a solid rock record with a real human element to it you know lining was just a was, was a different thing so okay that's the main differences all right uh how do you think you got how do you think fans are going to react to the live show i mean are you you guys are going to tour yeah, I think oh, the fans cool. are going to love the live show. I mean, everybody in the band can play think, and sing their ass off. I don't think the fans are going to love the live show. They're going to love yeah. the songs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And everybody in the band can play and sing their asses off. So it's just, uh, it's it's going to be a larger-than-life, you know, big, huge rock show. Okay. Um, Steven. There's a fun, strain-your-face, you know, out-of-tune, case guitars, rock and roll show. All right. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, it, 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 we're definitely. It's definitely not going to be like going to see those bands that just played it to, to, to tapes. Yeah. Where they have all the you know, you know, backup vocals, the drums, and guitar parts, where it's all is recorded and they're playing to like a recording. Now, you can hear one, two, three, four, and the song goes. And how yeah. it goes is how you're going to get it. Okay. Um, <laughs> right. Steven, I've got. A question for you: What is the best oh, advice? <laughs> no, no, no. This is a good one because <laughs> no, okay, okay. when I when I listened, I never was a big. When I was growing up, I was really into like vocalists, guitarists. But when I heard Appetite, you know, you really brought out the drums. I'm telling you, you made it like it was it. You couldn't not notice it. You know what I mean? Well, what, I I I like you. I grew up in loving the vocals and the guitars, so I pretty much, and plus growing up and, and, and learning how to play drums, playing with Slash, who's a guitar player, because we, we would play, it was just me and him. Yeah. So to make it, you know, fill it out more, I would play what he was playing. And, and I'm such a, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the vocals are, are so important to a, a good rock song and I, I love that I mean I wish I could be a singer I could barely speak English but <laughs> I really wish I could be a singer but I can't yeah. but I can I, I, I play the drums like I'm singing okay I think you're going to you know? hear a lot of that I think you're going to hear a lot of that on the new record as well uh, I mean the first mix that Jay gave us I, I just thought to myself, oh my God, listen to those drums. You don't hear drums like that anymore. And even when we were recording them, Jeff usually sits down as a producer does. When Steven was in there playing drums and he was in the zone, he would get up out of his chair and he'd make this motion like he was running and he'd be like, oh my God, this is great. There's the magic right there. <laughs> so I know you're going to hear that in the new record. Yeah. Okay. Well, the question... That's important. Uh, all right. Well, the question was going to be, what <laughs> advice do you have for drummers that are coming up today? Practice, 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 and don't ever not believe in yourself. Just know every time you hit the drum, every time you kick the bass drum, every time you hit the snare, you get better. Okay. The more you play, the better you get. And always believe in what you're doing. Okay. And try not to think like you're a machine. Try and play with feeling, with soul, with heart. 
Okay. All right. Um, Don't try to... I mean, that's like, like with Matt Storm and myself, like, Matt is a phenomenal drummer, but he, he's like a machine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, me, he's, he's like a beat maker. I'm like a groover. I'm a swinger. I was going to say, it's almost I'm like making swing. love to a woman, right? Hey, like, well, yeah, but that, that's what, that's a seven seconds and apology <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you want me to be making love to the woman. <laughs> it's just going to be a disappointing evening. Yeah. But if you want me to play drums, I'll, I'll do that and kick ass for it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, it's, I think that's it's why a, we call Jeff Coffee the seven second grind. Uh, nice, nice. <laughs> I think it's important that you guys are out because there's been a lot of stuff about, you know, rock music being dead or, you know, rock is... is dead. That's why we're here to bring it back to life. Somebody's oh. got to do it, and we're just the guys to do it. And, and then the that was... needs a new great rock and roll band. And that's what I was going to say. Like, do you guys... What do you guys see rock music in the next 10 years? Like, do you think... Well, I see it's bringing it back. Because whatever the hell is out there now, I feel like I'm like the old man. I'm the old man looking at younger kids going, what the hell is that crap you're listening to? Look at how you dress. What, what kind of haircut is that? I remember my parents telling me that, going, what's with that haircut? What's this crap you're listening to? Now, I'm the one saying that. Yeah, yeah. But at least I'm right. This is crap. <laughs> Take yeah. your pants up. Nobody wants to see your underwear. Get a decent haircut. Come on. Can you imagine that? And then, like, you know, how popular rap music is today? It makes me sick. Right, it's unbelievable. Ugh. I don't get it. I just get it. Yeah, I don't either. Um, all right, last question. How, because everybody knows the celebrity rehabs, the women of the Sunset Strip. We've seen you on television. How is <laughs> <That's a laugh. laughs> how has uh, being on reality TV affected your life? And, and you know what? I went out doing it, knowing what it was going to be. I, 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 I knew I could go on and do this celebrity rehab, and I could either look like a, a, the biggest jag-off in the world, or I could come off looking like the coolest motherfucker in the world. All right. And I decided to go for the coolest motherfucker in the world. I, it was a great experience. I love Dr. Drew. I mean, I, Dr. Drew and Bob Forrest will do anything for you. But all you have to do is show the littlest amount of effort. Yeah. You give them an effort. And they'll do anything in the world possible for you. And I gave them an effort. It meant something to me. I didn't go out to do this show just to be on friggin' TV. I, I mean, I watched the show before I was on it, and I thought everybody looked like a bunch of idiots. I was like, I can't do that. But I went out there and, and was, 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 was honest and gave an effort and, and cared. Okay. And so I got their, you know, their blessings. And it was the best thing in the world for me. I mean, I, get, I, got, I, I gained millions of fans from doing that. And I love and respect that, and I'm thankful for it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was going to... Like I said, I, 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 just, I gave an effort. 
sometimes it was only, you know, the tiniest effort, but I gave that effort. Yeah, and I was going to say, you know, definitely, I mean, I was going to say, I'm thankful that you're, that you're still here, because obviously, we've lost so many guys, like Janie Lane, you know, Mike Starr, we've lost a lot of great people, and I'm thankful that you're still here. Well, thank you, I am too, and I I miss both of those guys, but, like I said, it's all about just giving... The littlest amount of effort. I mean, and I'm not perfect. I've never been perfect. Yeah. But I give an effort, and I care, and and, and it shows. That's all I can say for anybody. And to be honest with you, you mentioned Janie Lane. Janie was uh, was a good friend of mine. We'd written lots of songs together, but Janie actually brought this band together because me and Lonnie Paul met at Janie Lane's memorial. Oh wow! So. Yeah, so so Janie, thank you, Janie. You know, for bringing this band together. Janie did, 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 he did great, even in, in death. Yeah, yep. definitely. And he was, he was a wonderful person. Yeah, definitely. All right, cool. Well, I want to thank you well, guys thank you, for Eddie. coming on. Absolutely, man. Thank you, thank Eddie, you. for having us. We appreciate thank it. You, yeah, no problem. It was my pleasure. And tell that beautiful girl we said hello. I definitely will. I definitely will. Beautiful girls. I'm gonna go in and hug her and give her a pinch on your tuchets. All right, I will. Everybody does get a little pinch. Give a hug and a pinch on the bite. All right.